Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about pieces of paper worth trillions. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. Hey, for those of you who have not gotten into meditation, I highly encourage you to do it for a whole host of reasons. You know, uh, health is the biggest one. Just like we have to work out, exercise, clean our body, take care of our body in order for it to function properly. Our mind, which controls all the functions of our body, needs to be cleaned out, strengthened, fed, stretched, And that's the point of meditation. I think what it also does as you open your mind to clarity is you begin to see things in a simpler form, right? And so, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, one one of the things that we do as humans is evolve our mindset, right? We go from being a kid to, or a baby, to a toddler, to a little kid, to a preteen, to a teen, to an adult. And a lot of folks just like, just go start declining from there versus continue to rise and and consciousness. And that's a whole other episode. But the point is, we we evolve, right? And the world evolves as well. The collective mind, right? The collective mind evolves as well. And through the process of evolution, right, we struggle. So going from a baby to a toddler, it's a struggle. You got to learn how to walk, talk you know, uh, not poop on yourself, right? And there's just, you know, there's just the struggle that you go through and same with every transition. And so as the world is transitioning, right, there's a mental struggle that people have to manage properly or they stay stuck in the past because I know we've, we've all met lots of people like ourselves included where there are certain areas of life that we're stuck in because we have not evolved in that area mentally. And so this topic right here, specifically on like the evolution of money, mirrors that, but I wanted to point that out first because the root cause of lack of understanding of some of the stuff that I'm talking about over and over every single week is just mental. It's not the information. The information is simple. I've given it to my listeners, anybody who talks to me week after week after the week. And so the concepts are not overly complex once you understand the root mental issues of it. So evolution of money. Let's start off with what is money? Money is uh, what we believe it to be. It's belief, right? period. What are the functions and power of money? Store value, means of exchange, and unit of account, right? What does store value means? You can put it there, it'll hold its value over time. A medium of exchange or means of exchange, it just means like you can exchange it, right? Exchange it. And when I say exchange, like, you know, buy and sell stuff. Unit of account, unit of account, it's like, you know, we, my house is worth X hundred thousands of dollars, right? So it's, how we account for things. Those are the three functions of money. And and like money doesn't have to be all of them, right? Stocks are a store of value, but not so much a medium of exchange, you know, easily, right? I guess you can. People trade paychecks for, you know, stock options, right? So, or time for stock options, but that's not, not a widely held thing. And it's not really a unit of account. And so those are three functions of money. 
Okay, so let's go to commodities, right? So commodities were money in early civilization. I won't go into time period because it was just a long, long time ago where we didn't have money. So we had cows, eggs, stuff, and we would, you know, share them, trade them, however we did them at, for, you know, for value. Then we evolved a bit and we moved to precious metals because, you know, uh, you may have some person that was not from your town that come through. And if you, you know, if you let them borrow your cow, you know, you, they might not be able to let you borrow their shoes two weeks later. So we, we used um, metal coinage uh, as a way to barter and exchange as a level up in technology uh, in early civilization as well. Then we're going to modern history, right? So around the 1100s, we began to uh, the paper era of money, right? Started with banknotes. So, and, and most don't realize when you put your money in the bank, you take your money, you put it in the bank, that money is not actually yours anymore, right? You own an IOU, right? A certificate, a claim against the value you put in the bank. If the bank can't honor the claim because they lent out too much of the money, right? And everybody calls it at the same time. This is where, this is where you get runs on the bank and then you don't have your money because the, the credit, you know, the claim is only as good as the creditor, right? This applies to... You know, stock certificates, cash in the bank, and we'll get into that. But uh, that is what a bank note is. Stock certificates, insurance contracts were also in this era. Then we moved to, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to include this in the, actually we'll move to a different one. We'll call it, you know, in the 1970s, we kind of entered a new era, and it was a digital era of money, digital money, not to be confused with cryptocurrency. So digital money. When credit cards were invented in the 70s or came out, um, that's also the euro dollar system that I talked about multiple times on the podcast, which is just electronic money, right? Just electronic. Think of it like a spreadsheet, uh, Excel spreadsheet or Google spreadsheet or whatever spreadsheet you use, where they just entered journals that were shared by different organizations, different banks in the banking system to, to, to see who owned what, controlled by the banking system and the central bank. So that's digital money. Um, and when digital money came, we, around that time period, we also began to de-link money as a store of value. So if you go look on a chart from 1970 on and you look at the stock market uh, and, and wealth, it like exponentially goes up from the 70s. And the reason is money lost its function, began losing its function significantly as a store of value. Store of value flowed to stock, aggressively to stocks, real estate. All those kind of things, you know. Um, hence, today, the title: pieces of paper worth trillions, right? Cash, bonds, stocks, uh, even futures, which are pieces of paper that back commodities, which is bigger than com- than actual commodities. I mean, that market is hundreds and hundreds and uncounted, you know, hundreds of trillions, probably whatever be- beyond trillions, maybe even quadrillions. They don't, they don't really know the futures and options market. But the point is paper money. So paper money is worth tons and tons of money. So you so you time travel, go back, <laughs> go back pre-1100 and tell somebody that money was going to be worth, you know, hundreds of trillions of dollars. And they'd be like, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. This doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to invest in stocks. And guess what? They kept their money in commodity money and been poor. So by the way, commodity money was just not gold. It was like, all kinds of stuff. Um, it was tobacco. It was, anyway, I'm digressing. 2008, Bitcoin, right? Which is digital money, but it was different because 
the central bank and the bank could delete ledgers at will, delete entries at will. Bitcoin invented the way that that could not be done. It was a open database that no central authority could edit. And the people, right, the people could participate without without worry of some central organization deleting their account because they were a bad actor of some sort based on some central body's definition of what a bad actor was. And that started the explosion of the digital asset revolution um, where there's different varying degrees of control and I won't get into that uh, today. And so the, the, the point of it is like things evolve whether you want them to or not. And your financial maturity depends on your ability to mentally evolve with the world, right? The, the collective mindset of wealth. And so I hope this helps somebody. Like, listen to this four times. Like, don't listen to this while you're angry. Don't listen to it while you're in fear, right? Listen, like, put on some good, loving, feel-good music, right? Get yourself in a good, conscious state. Meditate and then listen because the message is going to hit you different at that point in time. So hope you all enjoy your weekend. Talk to you next week. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.